0: What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and and one-and-done preview for this week's RBC Heritage. We're going to talk about some names that I don't normally get to talk about because of the unique nature of this course. But before I jump into that, remember that there are two live chats this week. Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Rick Run Good YouTube channel. That is our live chat for all things RBC Heritage Questions and answers, ownership, whatever you want to talk about, that time is yours. And then there is an 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time uh, Jock Market Power Hour. That's stock market DFS. That's where a lot of guys are making money investing in shares of golfers over the course of the week. You buy, you sell them, you bid on them, all that good stuff. So uh, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday evening for that as well. Otherwise, head over to rickrungood.com slash bets, um, adding new states and new books all the time. So if you don't have uh, an account at uh, William Hill or Bet Rivers or BetMGM, the offers are huge right now, probably the biggest I've ever seen. So go check that out and see if any of them apply to you. But otherwise, I guess we should just jump into the betting preview. Let's do it. All right, what you're looking at right now is the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. It is um, a-, a way that I simulate the tournament, the results of the tournament 1,000 times, and then compare them to the odds. And still Dustin Johnson getting the lion's share of win equity here. Um, I think the model still very much giving him a nod for the upside. I mean, he, don't, he, he did win in Saudi Arabia just a handful of starts ago, but uh, for the first time, Something really interesting is happening here. Dustin Johnson, not the favorite in the events that he is playing. Uh, The last couple times I could find that. So I think so. The Masters in November, Bryson was, I believe, seven to one and DJ was eight to one. So DJ wasn't the favorite there. And then the other time before that was the Northern Trust uh, in the playoffs last year in which, Dustin Johnson was not the favorite, and he ended up winning the golf tournament. Um, Now, Webb Simpson is the favorite, and that actually that number is moving. So Webb opened up in a lot of places at 8.5 to 1. So here here he is right here. So he opened up at 8.5 to 1. I have him winning this golf tournament about 6.2% of the time. He's now 11 to 1. So it is still not... There is still not value there on web because I haven't winning 6.2% of the time at 11 to one. He has to win it 8.3% of the time or more to pay himself off, which I don't have him doing, but it's getting closer. It's getting a hair closer, which is very interesting. Uh, The three guys at the top in terms of my win equity uh, have all won this year. I believe that's right, but they've all done it on the European tour. Uh, Dustin Johnson won in Saudi Arabia, Paul Casey won in Dubai, and Matt Fitzpatrick, I guess that was probably at the end of 2020, won the event in um, the, the DP World Tour, so that's the, the race to Dubai, that's the conclusion of the European Tour, um, so it would have been probably the last week of 2020, but all of three of these guys have won recently, and all three of them show up as small values in my model. Paul Casey, the biggest value, I have him winning 6.5% of the time and uh, Vegas implying that he is going to win this about 3.7%. What's noteworthy about Paul Casey is uh, how poorly he normally putts, how how poorly he putted uh, for the first three rounds of the Masters, and and I, I spoke about this on the DFS video as well, and then he went left-hands low on Sunday, I changed his putting grip, and, and rolled the rock beautifully, gained two and a half strokes putting, and then uh, shot one of the lowest rounds of the day. You know, I... I've talked to a lot of people about this. A lot of people in the know trying to figure out what's what's Paul Casey going to do this week. Unfortunately, I still don't have a clear answer on that. Uh, but I I did get a a some feedback that when guys change in the middle of a tournament, it is out of desperation. It is out of just trying to find something, not the idea that like when Colin Morikawa changed his putting grip, you know, it is something he'd been working on for weeks and months or whatever. He to, to get into it, and he knew this change was coming. Paul Casey just in the middle of a round or in the middle of a tournament says, I'm putting poorly. I'm going to try something different that and that might fix it for a day, but it might not be a long term solution. Might not be something that he's as comfortable with because it wasn't a longer term, um, you know, build up process. So I thought that was an interesting take on it. Personally, uh, I'm pretty interested right here in Colin Morikawa. He is uh, 21 to 1. I've seen him at 22 in places. I don't think that he should be longer or as long as Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, You know, the things we know about Harbortown you got to hit fairways. you got to be accurate. Colin Morikawa is incredibly accurate. I think he's sixth on tour in in uh, driving accuracy. Then also, you've got to be really good with your approaches. Well, nobody better with their approaches than Colin Morikawa. Strokes gain approach number one. The thing that I think is even more important than just those metrics, because there's a lot of guys with really good metrics on tour, is that Colin Morikawa actually wins, right? He has won four of his last 39 events. That is a torrid clip. It is. It is. I mean, if he continued that for any strength uh, length of time, uh, it, it would be phenomenal. He'd be an instant. You know, he'd be a hall of famer in a couple of years. It, it's really a torrid pace um, that that he is that he is on right now, and it's impressive. So, uh, four of his last thirty nine, the fact that he's able to close it out. Hatton is kind of the same way. Terrell Hatton also closes out tournaments, but he doesn't do it as often over here on the PGA Tour. He does it more more frequently. On the European tour, or a combination for both of them, um, so he's somewhat interesting. And then I actually, you know, let's talk about Will's Al Torres here because there are a couple of metrics that say. Zalatoris would not be good this week, and you can get him at a pretty good number right now. He's still 23-1, to 1. and the things that I think would have concerned me earlier in the week are right down here. They're driving accuracy, 161st. He's only hitting you know 56% of his fairways, but he's very long, and, and he gains strokes off the tee. And I think that um, my concern was he was just going to spray it around RBC Heritage. He was going to be in the trees. He was going to be in trouble all the time. That might not necessarily be the case. You know, he is, he leans into uh, the strokes gained uh, methodology, which is just like rip driver most of the time, hit it far, gain your strokes that way. Don't worry about being in the rough or not. Well, that's not the same strategy that he brings to every single tournament. So he's going to step on the first tee at town with a different strategy. He's going to lean into whatever the numbers say. So I don't think that he is going to just blatantly bomb driver without regard for. Uh, any accuracy this week because that would be a pretty stupid thing to do and we know how precise he can be because he's one of the best ball strikers on the PGA Tour so uh, those are the two guys Morikawa and and Zalatoris. they're the two that I've circled near the top now you have to realize this event has certainly produced a lot of long shot winners Uh, you know Webb Simpson won it last year but then you had CT Pan you had Satoshi Kadaira and then you had Wesley Bryan who were all uh, long shot winners and and that is because of the unique nature that we get this week, the, you know, we rarely have events that um, I don't want to say hurt distance because distance is always, always going to be more important, but it's not a prerequisite for success. So you start looking down into some of these guys that might be longer shots that might have some values here. You know, I personally uh, am a fan of, I think, I think JT Poston is interesting. He has played well here before he wins. My, simulation only one percent of the time but you're getting him at 130 to one so that would be a small uh, positive expected value and then the other guy that that doesn't rate out out as well um, in my model but I kind of personally like is Brendan Todd at 70 to one and the reason for that is if I could create a golf course if I could create a golf course for Brendan Todd it would probably be Harbor Town you know someone who is uh, incredibly accurate off the tee in fact nobody hits more fairways than Brendan Todd, a guy who uh, puts the lights out. Only three guys are better in terms of strokes gain putting this season. He is short off the tee. And while that would be handy, it is not um, It is not going to put him behind the eight ball this time around. So I, I don't mind Todd. I wish he was a little better on his approaches, but this is the type of skill set around Town that I think can get hot. And he's 70 to one. He could play long shot dark horse this week. All right, let's look up look up some matchups here. So this is the head to head betting tool. The first one that already caught my eye, I, I'm just really dying to know the results of. I doubt that this is a bet. Uh, is Sung Jm versus Harris English, and this is really going to determine uh, the 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 time frame that you use is going to determine this. So uh, if if we go back to the start of 2020, I have I have Harris English winning this 53 percent of the time. Um, he should be the favorite. He is not the favorite on DraftKings right now. If you change this. To the start of 2021, more recently, yeah, Sungjae Im becomes the big-time favorite, 60.4%. He should be minus 152. He is the favorite on DraftKings, but he's minus 120. So if you are looking at Harris English essentially since... uh, after he won, or this would actually include his win at the Tournament of Champions and then the time frame after that, uh, it has not been good for Harris English. Starting to get a little bit better. You can see this upward trend. He's trying to climb out of it. Sung JM actually going in the opposite direction. They're starting to they're starting to meet in the middle. But I still have Sung Jae uh, at a minus 152 favorite uh, in this matchup. It would be bettable if you want to take the shorter term on this. Brian Harmon is kind of interesting. So I bet you if we go... Shorter term, Brian Harmon is the favorite over Kevin Na, although that might not be true. Let's see. Oh, it is big time. Yeah. So since the start of 2021, Brian Harmon, 71% over Kevin Na, uh, which you would have to bet if you want that number, but it let's do, let's do since the start of twenty twenty and get a little longer term. Okay, Brian Harmon's still the favorite here. So still 59%. So I have Harmon, even in the longer term, minus 149, DraftKings has him at minus 125. So that would also be a bet. So we, we found two bets early here. Sung Jm uh, over Harris English. Brian Harmon over Kevin Na are interesting. And then let's find one... Maybe some big boys. Oh, this is really interesting. So here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to get creative here because it's Morikawa versus Will Zalatoris, And Zalatoris obviously doesn't have the longer term stuff. So maybe we could just do, yeah. So let's do since Zalatoris jumped on the scene, which is going to be, well, it would have been like um, September of 2020 because that's when the U.S. Open would have been. So let's see what I can get here. Yeah, this is pretty crazy. I mean, I have Will Zalators winning this 63% of the time. It it shows how good he has been um, since he's come on the scene. I mean, he has been a, I mean, we can look this up. I bet you he is a top five player on tour since his debut. Let me me just take a moment and do this. So um, his debut would have been, Or I say his debut. I'm talking about the U.S. Open when he kind of came on the scene. So here's what I'm going to do. So that was September 20th. So I'm going to do from September 19th, 2020 to today. And then I'm going to clear out. um, uh, It can be anybody in the field. And I'm going to sort by strokes gain total. And uh, the leaders. Okay, so this is everybody on tour. Not necessarily guys that are playing this week. But it's Bryson's number one. He's gaining 1.6 shots uh, per round since that time frame. Xander is two. Bryson is three. I'm sorry. Sorry. So it's Bryson, Xander, Brooks, Cantley, Spieth, Charlie Hoffman, believe it or not, John Rahm, and Will Zalatoris. So that makes Zalatoris the one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth best player on tour since he came out. That is wild. And the other caveat for that is he's played a lot more than some of these other guys. You know, he has nearly twice as many rounds as Brooks Koepka. Um, He has 43 rounds. John Rahm has played 43 rounds. Charlie Hoffman's played 42. And Jordan Spieth's played 44. So you could say since that time frame, Jordan Spieth, with both sample size and results, is the best player on the PGA Tour. But Will Zalatoris, eighth. Eighth. Think about that. He is the real deal, guys. He's the real deal. He's been doing it for seven months now. Uh, It's just kind of crazy when you start putting it into perspective like that. Okay, let's talk one and done. So, uh, we have a new leader in the run good one and done. Castor Joshua at 11.2 million has taken the lead. Nash the Flash is in second. Chappy Chaps, who was atop the board for a while, uh, is in third. Graybo is in fourth. And Ugri is in fifth. They're the only five golfers over 10 million. I'm hanging around, hanging around. 7.6 million. I'm in 24th. I haven't had a good couple of weeks, but we are looking for a winner at the RBC Heritage. It is a smaller, small-ish purse, right? It's one of these like $7.7 million purses where the winner gets, I think it's 1.3 million. Um, and there's there's actually, what's, what's fun about this week is um, you can use a lot of golfers that you don't normally play. Right, like if you were trying to chase and you thought Brendan Todd uh, was going was going to be good this week, like you could use Brendan Todd. You could use. I, I don't like Kevin Kisner necessarily this week, but guys like Kevin Kisner, guys that are accurate, guys that are uh, more precise, guys that might have really good course history around here. So if we look at the history at this place—you're going to find guys who have played here quite a bit uh, over the years, and how this all adds up. So, if you're seeing the different colors, those are the different names. I've got to, I've got to, have got to add these all together. But you know, Webb Simpson averaging just a ton of money in his starts at this event. Most people are going to save uh, Webb for here or Wyndham or uh, maybe they use him at Waste Management. Those are probably the spots that you would consider playing him at. Um, Another guy that I think is is incredibly interesting and, and is probably going to be the most popular player this week is is Abraham Answer. He seems to be um, pricing away from DF for, for DFS purposes, which will trickle down into I think people picking him for one and done because there's there's no real natural fit for for Abe Answer, uh, but he's playing well again. You know, coming off of a, a nearly a top 25 at the Masters, he had now essentially four straight top 25s leading into this event. And and he finished runner-up here last year. So I think a lot of people are going to look at that. They're going to say, okay, he is a guy who gains strokes off the tee, but he is one of the shorter hitters on the PGA Tour. So how is he doing it? By piling up fairways, by piling up the ability to hit it out of the short grass. So that is what Abraham Anser does. I think he is an absolutely fine option. I think he, if you are if you are um, front-running, I think that he would be an excellent option without having to burn one of the top guys like a DJ, a Cantlay, or a Webb, or even a Morikawa. Uh, the other guy that I'm pretty interested in is is, is Hatton in this spot. So Terrell Hatton um, finishes 18th at the Masters, which uh, that's his best finish uh, in his career. So that's actually a pretty good thing. played well on Sunday. The... Uh, he finished third here last year. So remember last year was a scoring fest. 22 under par won it. That was the first time the event had been played in June. It was just prime scoring conditions. We're probably not going to see that again. But but last year, Hatton opened up with a 71. That's even par. And then he was 20 under over his final three rounds to get to third place. Um, I actually think it sets up better for Hatton this time around if it's a little bit more difficult. If we are in that... 10, 11, 12, 13 under par range like we've normally seen this time of year at the RBC Heritage. When the winds start kicking up, you got to be real exact. Hatton grinds in those spots, right? We've seen him win the Arnold Palmer Invitational, very difficult conditions. We've seen him play well in a couple of other spots where things can get difficult. So um, I don't mind Hatton here as well, but that's probably all. I mean, Will Zalatouris would be kind of freaky. Right, I I think I've probably already used Will in a lot of spots. I probably used him in the fall when he came on the scene. I was like, "This kid's the real deal." Let's play him in Bermuda. Let's play him in Punta Cana. Uh, He was a favorite a couple of times, so I imagine I've probably already used him. But would not be terribly surprised to see him hoist a trophy soon. And maybe it's here. So I think there's a lot of good options. Let me know who you're thinking about. A couple ways that you can do that: you can tweet me. At Rick Run Good, always fun to get uh, those types of messages. Or you can leave a comment below and tell me who is your one-and-done pick for this week. Otherwise, best of luck this week, and I'll talk to you guys soon.